You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is? From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Correct. Jordan Harris Stadium time is 8:33 p.m. You are tuned in on your digital audio device to the Orange and True podcast, harbored by CollegeofMagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I am Son of Crow at Son of Crow Two on Twitter at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, the rumor monger Ryan Starrett. At Ryan S. Starrett, the S is for show notes. Still uh, no signs of coronavirus. I think I'm going to be okay, but, you know, two-week incubation. We'll see. More like crow nose virus. (laughs) That's, I'm going with that. (laughs) The other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, a man of taste. A man who has 100 years of down-home running through his blood. A man who was going to answer a Star Wars question for me earlier, but I can't remember what he said. The AU chief. Godveld. Is that Dutch? Uh, Norwegian. Okay. Sounded pretty Viking-y. Yeah. Uh, I assume it's Veld, because it has a K on the beginning. Sure. Of it. And Speak- I assume it's God. I don't know how they say G-O-D in, in Norseman. It could be God. Good. Godveld. Godveld. Speaking of uh, the Dutch, the orange... The Congratulations best. to Matthew Vanderpool. The best soccer kids in the world. Oh, they're all the truthers, aren't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Matthew Vanderpool, as you guys probably know. Yeah. Cyclocross world champ. Third third time in his sure. life. 25-year-old Dutchman. Guys, cyclocross is an incredible sport. It is riding a bicycle mm-hmm. that is basically a road bike. I thought you were going to say they played lacrosse. No. Oh. It's like cross-country cycling. Okay. So... You're not on the road. You are on. But you're on a road. You're bike. in a field. <laughs> on a road bike. Yes. That they sounds. A, they have a little bit knobby or tire. That's about awful. it. Sounds awful. And they, they have a, a lap course that includes stairs. Mm-hmm. That you have to run up. Big downhill jumps. That you have to like jump like money hop, or you can get off your bike and jump over them. Uh, huge hills, steep hills that some people can't pedal up. So they have to run up those. It's usually incredibly muddy. And it's outside in Belgium in the cold. Is this Ultimate Ninja Warrior with a bike? It is. It basically, like a, it's like awesome. a Spartan race. This is what the bicycle. Belgians did for the longest time to stay in shape for road biking season. The worst weather on earth. So then they, they drive, drive their bike to a uh, race. They do a sport. So it's a lapse, right? Hmm. So normally guys finish, most of the cross races before this dude took on the scene would be like, the winner would be a few seconds. Ahead of second place. It was very exciting because it's laps. So, very exciting because you see them run, ride the same area over and over again. If you're there at the event, it's super fun because you see it happen. Mm. It's like the closest thing that cycling has to legit like NASCAR style racing. This son of a gun has won every race but one this year. Every race but one. 
That's like he's nine and one. So uh, in the ten races they raced this so year. So how exactly is he doping? He beat them by a minute and a half. Yes. Yesterday. So how exactly is he doping? I don't think he is. No. He he won by so far. So I put it on Twitter today. He won by so many seconds. He got off of his bicycle and put his bike parallel to the finish line and then pushed his bike over the finish line and then saluted the crowd. Like that was he had so much time. It's hot dogging. Oh man. He he as he's pedaling in towards finish line, he's just high fiving people. <laughs> high fiving people in the crowd. Speaking of, I got a great thing to point out he's when we the, get to basketball later. He's a he's won the world championship. Couldn't in, be number three, could it? Oh, it could be. He's won the world championship in basketball in basketball. In <laughs> mountain biking. He's won three world championships in cyclocross and he's won the Amstel Gold Race, which is a pretty big one-day road bike race. Hmm. Nobody has ever done anything close to that. Did he do any of like BMX, X Games kind of stuff? He could do it. This dude's the best cyclist so I've ever seen. Is he the Bo Jackson of cycling? Yeah, because they're like... No, Bo Jackson is the Bo Jackson of cycling. <laughs> yeah. well. Like, mountain biking and road biking are not even the same muscle groups. Yeah, right. So it's a completely different sport. Hmm. And he just dominates whatever. If it's a bicycle, this dude dominates a 25-year-old. So, shout out to Matthew Vanderpool. And Canyon Bikes. We'll try and get him on the pod. He's not oh the one. Gosh, that, that would be the greatest thing. He's not in the, the world. one that was part of that whole murder and uh, what? And, and you know, we got some uh, casual people going on. Oh, you're thinking of Vander Sloot? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, the guy with no legs. No, no, no. no. I don't know guy. what you're talking also about. Also of Dutch origin. Oh, I was thinking of South African guy. Vander Sloot. Well, he's of Dutch. Oh, that's Oscar yeah. Pretorius. Yes. yes, that's what I was thinking of. Vander Sloot killed he a, was a good allegedly. I, mean, I guess he could come after us, I suppose. I think he's casually libelous. I think he's in prison currently yeah, for some other thing. He was allegedly... Isn't he the one where he says, yeah, I know where she's buried, but I'm not going to tell you? Yes. Yeah, he, okay. so. he killed a girl from Homewood. Right. Allegedly killed a girl who grew up in Birmingham. It's only a couple of years. Like, maybe Crow's age. Only, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember I was in high school, vaguely. I believe. I was already here. So that I remember when documentaries it. were coming out after that. It's ridiculous. Anyway... Sorry to bring this yeah, whole thing bring down. down. Let's bring Jeez. it out even so further. <laughs> to bring it out even further, we'll talk about recruiting. Mm. Oh, boy. It is signing day this week. Oh, yeah, did I you know that? Who cares? There's like three. Yeah, I did. Dude, I used to take <laughs> told me about tomorrow, today. right? When, well, it's usually it's if you're listening if you're listening to this on Tuesday, then yes, it is tomorrow. Okay. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I used to take off this day and just hang out and Man. drink beer and watch a bunch of 18 Are you like teenage boys. Every other Auburn fan where like the Quanjo commitment just oh, it, that I, was the end of signing day ever being fun. Yeah, I'm basically broke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were partying. We were having a good old time and then and then he committed. Well no. And he, then he didn't. He committed really early that morning. <laughs> yeah. It was like nine or eight thirty, nine yeah. in the morning. What happened to his mom faxed the faxed Alabama? Was that what it was? That, that one? No, they, no, that one was they didn't. The bag man gave him a ring yeah. and was like, Hey, what's going on here? Why did he say that on T V? And then it was over. Man. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's the story. <laughs> so, Auburn has like two guys signing or something? Like yeah. It's like, like everyone else is already signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they just got a commitment from another tight end, actually. That's like, it's going to be like our sixth tight end. Now we're talking. Work. We're going uh, no tight ends, well, all yeah, tight ends. Chad loves a tight end. That's, yeah. That's the... um, I, honestly, like, I don't think there's any. I've heard that about you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that halftime show. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Do you realize J-Lo was my age now when I was born? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that J-Lo 
could be a lot of these recruits' grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. No joke. The grandmother of some of these freshmen in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's 50, she was 50 years old. Yeah. Shakira was 43 yesterday. Was her yeah, Gerard Piquet's Happy birthday, uh, old lady is... But uh, pretty pretty nice to look at for a forty three year old. Gerard and Sakura found out the day before yesterday they've got some tax trouble. Well, who doesn't? The ev- Spain has the worst oh, yeah. taxes in the world because everyone there gets in trouble for tax evasion. Only if you make a ton of money. Yeah, because they try to take like it's all of every it. every famous soccer player ends up owing millions, of and they all money. try to fight it. The, the, apparently, yeah. PK and uh, Shakira are not fighting it. They just paid it up. And they've already. And that must be nice. Yeah, that this could was, be yeah, that could Now be. they they owe seven and a half million dollars to the Spanish government. Not to sure. Pay. Just still a couple records. She probably paid for that on iTunes downloads yeah. yesterday. Yeah. What would she get paid for that performance? Nothing. The NFL doesn't pay you to do that. Wow. That was a huge thing a couple a, years ago. It's just a promo. Just do it for the exposure. Yes, no legitimately. Katy Perry was the first one to actually come out and say that it was kind of BS that they don't get paid I mean, for that. I guess, in a way, it's an honor. It is, they should get paid. Although, does the NFL pay for the actual amateur musicians? Uh, actually, that I don't know. I bet they do. They would have to, or Pepsi. Otherwise, they would just be like, "Oh yeah, Pepsi." Yeah, that pays for and then it. you're right. But the artist makes no money. Right. The issue is the artist is almost always becomes the number one downloaded artist on iTunes. Right, iTunes. and it's it's like playing the MTV Movie Awards or the Oscars or something. You're not getting paid for right. that either. So. Which is another reason why they, they aren't getting current acts. Some people think it's because the current acts are like, I don't need the pub. The pub. Like, yeah. Or I'm am, like little Uzi Vert that need to do halftime show. <laughs> well, and they don't want, their viewership isn't that. Yeah. I wish they just had a little Uzi Vert. <laughs> They had Bad Bunny out there. I thought well, that was pretty last sweet. Last year, wasn't it um, one of the Kardashians? I don't know. What? I don't know. Not one of the Kardashians. One of their boyfriends. No idea. Travis Scott. Didn't he? Oh, he wasn't the headliner. Drop. Yeah, but he dropped yeah. in for a song, right? I was like, like Bad Bunny did. I felt pretty cool. I was the only one who knew who that was. I had no idea who any of those people. Puerto Rican rapper. He's Luka Doncic's <laughs> favorite rapper. Oh, oh, that's why. That is that. weird. All apparently everybody who's not from. The United States, who's an athlete, he's their favorite rapper. It's interesting. Yeah. I just felt like I was watching, like, listening to the latest Fast and Furious soundtrack. Yes. I thought the same thing. The, I was like, man, this maybe, is going to be a maybe sweet the whole Fast 9. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, by the way, it looks awful in there. Which gonna, means it's going to be They're not going to trick me into Like, like worse than the other ones? Or? What? They, right. The Fast and Furious are great. One through, no, 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 that's, that's one through six like, are great. Seven and eight are awful. I would say they are the best of trashy movies number one, you're ever going to watch. Number one five. Fast Five is five. maybe one of the better five. movies yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Six is great. Yeah. Seven's okay. Four, five, and six are all Justin Lin, yeah. who's coming back for this one, but they've gone so far. Three is not good. Tokyo Drift is Hold really not good. Hold on. No. Tokyo Drift. Tie it in later. Don't do it. Tokyo Drift is good. Don't know. Gee, when they steal the TVs in the first one, that's the best. Too Fast, Too Furious is awful. really bad. It's the Don't worst. Hate on Tyrese, come on. Tokyo Drift is only good in that it's a very pretty movie. The plot is Tokyo Drift is the worst written one, which is hilarious the to say, but it's true. Wild. Yeah, that was Justin Lin's first one, actually. Let me tell you, Fast and the Furious, the first one, mm. which I think is called I'm The like, Fast and the, the Furious. Fast. And then that's that one's probably the fourth best one. Because five, six, to me, five, four, five, six, and seven 
are all better than one. Eight. Right. I heard eight's not about, the best. I'm, I'm about to spoil eight. I've seen it. It's not. You're not spoiling it for me. Well, I'm spoiling right. it for our listeners. The, I, these are appointment viewing for me when these come out. They used to be for me. <laughs> seven started getting to me, and then eight, I just, I, I, I said they're not tricking me again. They almost did with this Hobbs and Shaw crap. Not <laughs> oh, dude, you should not. see Hobbs and Shaw. It's awesome. People say it. It's the best. It's, it's, it's as good as five. Jason Statham fights a bunch of bad guys on an airplane with a baby in a car seat in eight. And it's did, the, did it take and it's that plane like, absolutely the only good off? part of the movie? Did it take that plane thirty miles to take off? No, because that's mm-hmm. what happened in uh, what six? Yeah, yeah. You know what I love about those movies is that they're basically the Avengers, but that's why I hate. They I, have to all be in cars as to be the Avengers. as, some, as <laughs> someone awesome who movie. came in with the first one and is in probably my top ten like most influential movies on Fast the <laughs> the first one. Yeah. That's why you see Chief walking around with his arms out <laughs> after that big statement. No, seriously. Everybody me, me and my friends to ask any racer, any real racer. To this day, daily quote that movie to me. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, yes. Chief. I'm adding that to the show notes. <laughs> um, so signing day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a Fast and the Furious podcast now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's as much as I'm going to get Kurt to talk about signing day. Yeah, whatever. We're not uh, signing anybody. Some kids. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the class is pretty much set. I'm going to get on. We are going to sign that huge tight end, though, right? We, yeah, we got two sign. of them. One of them is like 6'7", 250. Right. The other one's like 6'3", 290. Man. But I'm going to get on with uh, with Will and, and Nerd and talk. Yeah. And recruits. So y'all Orange and crew. Thanks yeah. for the invite. Don't worry. You're not invited. <laughs> um, other football news. I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What do Bob Stoops, Cameron Artis Payne, Eric Dungey, Darius James, and Hal Mummy have in common? They all coached in the or coached or played in the XFL. Close. Are they all on the same XFL team now? I know Stoops. They're is all there. on the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy is the offensive coordinator oh. for Bob Stoops. My, I have a all favorite team Renegades. already. Yeah. The Dallas yeah. Renegades are my favorite team. <laughs> they play in the Rangers' old stadium. The ballpark in Arlington is the Rangers. I thought that place play. was like evacuated now. No, they, that's, they bought, they rent it from the Rangers. <laughs> okay. So technically I was right. I just didn't have it the specific. Yeah. I said you were close. Oh, okay. So we're all going to be Renegades fans. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do they have a good logo? Darius James played offensive line for Auburn in like the 2016 17 teams. Okay. Eric Dungy. Eric Dungy, as you guys asked before the pod, is not Tony Dungy's son. <laughs> that's, right. that's true. He played quarterback at Syracuse uh, the year they beat Clemson. Okay, but he did not play for he, Auburn. No, 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 Eric Dungy. <laughs> but he's going to be their quarterback, and he was a lot of fun to watch. And, yeah. But they got Cameron Artist Payne. Yes. And Bob Stoops is their head coach. Yeah. It's going to be a fun team. I'm convinced that it's all Bob XFL. Stoops is doing, they just Vince told him, look, here's the deal. You can stay living in Norman. It's only a <laughs> Yeah, he's just going to fly in from Norman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's never, he's probably not going to come to every practice. <laughs> And he's going to get a lot of golfing in. I, I really don't understand this move for him unless it's him letting everyone know. I'm not coming back to coaching. No, I am coming back to coaching. Like, oh, I'm not really retired. I'll come. Yeah. If you offer me the right thing, I'll come coach your team. What if he coached Texas? That'd be wild. It'd be better. I think there was a better chance he was coaching for Jerry. Uh, and then when Jerry hired 
That was crazy to me. Well, when, when Auburn loses eight games this year, he's going to be coming to the Plains, right? He's going to be the first name that people start talking about, for he's sure. He's going to be uh, sponsored but by Yellowwood. He better show me something in the XFL. <laughs> for some of our younger listeners who don't know who Hal Mummy is. He was Mike Leach before Mike Leach. Yeah, he is. He's Mike he's, Leach, Dana Holgerson. He's yeah. the godfather of the air raid. Yeah. Hell, so Chad Morris. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where it came from. Um is Chad Morris an air raid guy? He was. Yeah. 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 And then he switched to a Malzahn guy? Well, he started incorporating some of that stuff. He's just high school. He's high school. Because his teams in high school were, they threw the ball a ton. Look, yeah. My prediction is that Auburn is only about four to five years away from being the next Clemson. It'd be great. Got Kevin Steele. I like that. Got Chad Morris. <laughs> so then we're going to hire uh, fire those guys and... Sure. Does Gus have to start acting like a hokey character? Well, we, no, we got to hire a, a prodigal <laughs> Gus, son. Gus has to start acting like he's a mega church pastor. Oh, shucks, y'all. At some point. Uh, so we're just going to hire Tommy Tuberville back. Well. You mean Senator yeah, Tuberville. He's going to be a little busy. Man <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> That's just what he calls being Florida. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not what he calls winning the battle. So he he definitely is not going to do that. Well, he was the last guy to do it. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we go drain the swamp. Uh, oh, man. So, Renegades, uh, XFL starts this weekend. Yep. We're going to be on ESPN. Hey, if you want to buy me a Dallas Renegades hat, you know, DM at Do you guys know when these games are going to be? Like one and Saturdays. four p.m. Yeah, on Saturdays. Well, this this weekend is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're putting them on, on Fox. Weekend. It's literally like they're they've got all the networks. They've got Fox, yeah. ABC, and ESPN. It's just going to be like college football fix. Hey, you addicts! Remember these yeah. guys that played a couple years ago for your teams? No one's watching this. I guarantee you, it will be on half open, of half of Birmingham will watch yeah. this opening week. No, Birmingham was still keeping the AAF afloat. Oh. Thought we were talking about the uh, no. Birmingham Bolts. Why don't? Why isn't there a Birmingham XFL team? Because there was an AAF team and it. Pulled yeah. Them. So the XF the XFL and the AAF were kind of coming together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the AAF tried to preempt the XFL and they chose different markets and it's a whole big. Allegedly, what happened to the AAF was their app was cutting edge in terms of game picking and stuff. Sure. So from a betting standpoint, the AAF's app was very. Uh, good um, IP, and so the person who bought the AAF to quote unquote bail them out was literally just trying to buy that intellectual property. Right. So once he got it, he was just like, "Yeah, this thing fails." <laughs> well, and the and now they're gonna he's gonna sell that technology to FanDuel or somebody else yeah. and make a bunch of money. And part of the reason it failed was because they went to Vince McMahon uh-huh. a couple years ago and tried and said, "Hey, we want to buy the XFL name and be the new XFL." And Vince said, nah, I'm just going to bring the XFL back myself. Yeah. Instead, I'll <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> that press conference when he announced it, I think he had just decided probably the day before <laughs> and not talked to anybody. I Look, decided to bring back the XFL. <laughs> this is basically what podcast they play nobody did last week because they, they told the story. Oh, okay. Did they talk about, did they do Vince McMahon impersonations? Were they as good I as think, that one? I think he got the mark. Okay. Okay. That was pretty good. <laughs> Ryan, you're fire. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about... Are this uh, the only Auburn... Is CAP the only Auburn... No, Trevon Reed's in the XFL. A bunch of dudes are in the XFL. Uh, I don't think Trevon Reed is. 
think. So I thought he was trying. At least he was drafted. Let me pull was this. It? There was nine guys. There, like Sammy Coates is the oldest one, I think. Um, Trevon Reed, the ghost. He's a uh, podcast host now. Uh-huh. You know that? Yeah. It's competition. Let's see. We should have him on. So, sure, yeah. Cameron Artis Payne and Darius James in Dallas. Uh, Houston Roughnecks are getting Sammy Coates and Gabe Wright. He's the good, good pair. Sharon Reed's Wikipedia have, has oh, some still. Oh, that's why Sammy's in Houston. My buddy was hanging out with Sammy playing cornhole with him out in uh, Houston this yeah, weekend. Getting like, more ball. I was like, I wonder what Sammy's doing there. He uh, plays for the St. Louis Battlehawks, according to his Wikipedia page. Who? Oh, did he get the Battlehawks? Uh, oh, it looks like he may have got drafted, but didn't make the roster. Hmm. Uh, because the Battlehawks have Ryan White and Devontae Lambert. Maybe Ooh, Ryan White from 2010. Maybe he just chose the lucrative world of podcasts. He's on their reserve list. Uh, He's injured. Uh, the New York Guardians got Avery Young. The Los Angeles Wildcats got Trey Williams. And the Tampa Vipers got your favorite, Ryan Davis. Now we're talking. Hmm. Watch Ryan Davis. Early pick. Ryan Davis will lead the XFL receptions. This that year. five yards pop? That doesn't matter, Ryan. That'll <laughs> count. Here's what Auburn fans have got to figure out. This is going to go back to a big picadillo I had about the Ryan Davis era at Auburn. Five yard receptions are half of a first down. They're really good. It's true. That's a really good offensive play. It's not a bad offensive play at all to gain five yards. Matter of fact, it's better than we average rushing the ball. Yet Auburn fans would probably prefer to run the ball on first down and get three yards instead of throwing it out to Ryan Davis to get five when that was a more successful play by any metric. <laughs> okay, that's been your Ryan Davis was a good player for Auburn segment of the podcast. So now that we've got Crow all riled up, you want to go to basketball? Yeah. Before we talk about games, we've got to talk about one bit of breaking news from this week. We've got a new Auburn in the pros. Oh, yeah, Jared uh, Harper. Jared Harper on the Phoenix Suns. So Jerry Harper, did he, did he play today? He played yesterday for two minutes. Yeah. We the game is currently this. on. Who was, who was going to be playing well, first? I don't have League Pass. Oh. I don't have Fox some, Sports some Arizona. Some are. We talked about this, though, last yes. week. Who was going to be playing first besides the game that Jared already played this year? Would it be Jared or Chuma? Jared went ahead and did it. Yeah. Jared went ahead and did it. And, and he's yet to record a stat. Yeah. Um, so they gotta let him play. Time. Like you can't play two minutes in the first game. That's I mean, what's he gonna do in two minutes? The game has the game. They lost to the Nets. I think that was that was today. Yeah, yeah. They lost I, to the Nets. I think we found out that they um, Ricky Rubio is injured, and that's why he's been called up. Jared Hart played four minutes today, two points. Yay! Oh, scored. Jared's got a bucket. One for two field goals. Yeah. First Auburn bucket in the NBA in how many years? It's gotta be for a uh, while. Since, like, are you since, counting Tony Douglas? No. Okay. Since Keith. This Mark Keith. Yeah. Unless he scored. Did Jared score? Unless Kenny Ga- Gabriel Gabriel get called up uh, yet? No? I don't, no I don't think so. Jared Harper. Way to go, man. Jared Harper, man. Unbelievable. He's played two games. He's averaging two minutes a game, and those are his first NBA points. They are. Need to get the Suns on the We've Got Jared bandwagon. They got better jerseys, man. Can you, okay, here's, here's oh, I meant to wear my can son's you, hat tonight. Can you not buy NBA jerseys? You can, but they only they're, usually make one not, or two per player. But like the custom ones, they're not jerseys. Like I, I'm thinking of just the Braves, yeah. right? like baseball ones, where it's just the logo, the number, and the name on the back. Yeah, what are the I mean, NBA you can't get have? those for the NBA. Well, the NBA ones, I, I saw the maps have they're all like custom shirts, and they might have like a sideways name on it. Uh, like, I've seen the, the maps have it where they have the giant Mavericks logo on the front. 
on the back, and I'll say Doncic seventy seven. And you can get that for like the top two players. Yes. Yeah. So everything you can't do a custom no. one that way. No, uh, that bugs me. Now, so I'm hoping I can get a kinky one for the Magic. I bet you could do that once he's like, next yeah. year. But you could. A lot of dudes wearing Okiki Magic jerseys yeah. in the student section, so maybe now somebody will get on it. And of course, Jer- you can I, order a jersey that says yeah. offer on it. Probably ordering those from China, so or Amazon, more like Scamazon. Yeah, so they they may not uh, get those in too quickly. <laughs> no, the the but the the Harper ones are legit. They come yeah. from fanatics. No, no, I, I mean the the dudes wearing them oh, in no, the student yeah. section may be ordering them from uh, Amazon, AliExpress, yeah, or uh, one of those. It's an AliPay. That's a Chinese uh, version of Venmo. Guys, we yeah. get Ole Miss and double overtime. Those are the kinds of games you have to win. Extra stressful game. I was suffering in my home watching that game. <laughs> The third largest comeback win in the history of the school. Yep. Now, in the NBA, recently, one of the things people have talked about as a detriment to the league is that nobody, there's no lead that's safe in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it was Bill Simmons. So I was talking about, like, when you see a team gets down 19 20, you're like, okay, well, I mean, it's the second quarter. We can then come back from that. That's like a routine thing now is that. Teams will have these wild 30-point swings because of the pace of the game is so fast now. And guys are shooting so many threes. Auburn did this without any of that. They weren't playing (laughs) extremely quick. And they weren't shooting a ton of threes. Right. Except for Harry McElmore. Right. It's just that Ole Miss was incapable of shooting. And we finally started getting rebounds in the second half. That's basically what happened. Samir Doughty... um, I mean, as bad as he was week before last. Yeah. He's had a good week. He had a good week. Yeah. Because he's got the free throw line. 17 that's, points, that's five came. rebounds, three assists against Ole Miss. He, he found his touch around the glass yeah. again, too, though. So he's, he's scoring some of those that he drives in as well. Yeah. So that, and he's, he's getting a lot of end ones. So he, yeah. between the two games this week, he shot 28 free throws. That's pretty good. Now, you have on the show notes that Auburn should have lost this game. They should have. There, there was only one metric that they were better than Ole Miss in, and that's rebounding. Yeah, that's a good. They, they didn't and shoot points. as they didn't well in points. They didn't shoot as well as Ole Miss. They must have taken. They turned the ball shots. over. Yeah, definitely did. It's it. We got more second shots because the rebounds. Right. That Jay Billis made a comment against Kentucky in the game that I took note of because I was like, yeah, he's absolutely right. Auburn wins the weirdest way. <laughs> the weirdest way like when you win a basketball game most of the time it's because you shot really well and you played decent defense yeah. like that's kind of the two ways to win Auburn like you usually want to combine like you play good perimeter defense like your team's really good at perimeter defense and three point shooting okay well, that team can probably do some damage or your team has a really good uh, get to the bucket and then you also make your free throws right Auburn wins games by drawing fouls, getting offensive rebounds, and uh, playing good defense. It's the three weirdest combination. Like, no. it's not Auburn doesn't shoot particularly well from two or three, but it bad from three. This year. Things go yeah. better as long as we don't, we're ball security. We have good ball security. Yeah, which we, don't, we did against. Kentucky. We don't turn the ball over a ton. We, we did against Ole Miss. Got blown out when we have too. Well, because we should, that's the thing. We should have gotten blown out in this game right. because the guards had 14 turnovers. Yeah. Mm. 
What we Trayvon have, had nine. What we have done is draw a just an insane third offense. in the country. In we also have a cheat code called Isaac Okoro out there. Right. So it just is basically unstoppable. I haven't seen him do many dunks in the last couple of games. It was kind of interesting because he was dunking on dudes in the first couple of games. Played some bigger dudes though. Yeah. Um, that, that fill up. People have been filling the lane as well. Uh, a lot of people I've seen complaining about us not driving a lot, uh, especially early on in Ole Miss. But they were in a zone and they had four guys on the They were just waiting. Because they know that Auburn has the one thing. Yeah. But the, the good thing about Auburn's one thing is that it fouls people out. Mm-hmm. So against Kentucky, yeah. they – they guys just they two guys foul out two of their starters foul out and well, they were almost all in foul trouble. Yeah, because Auburn oh, Hagen. If you're uh, a team like Kentucky that doesn't play a ton of guys, because they don't play a ton of guys, is that a common thing? Yeah, it's because a common, yeah. We, I was I was looking at this. It's not just that they. I can't remember him being more than eight deep ever. Uh, he did it. Down. He did it against. But they had they were nine deep earlier this year, and they had a guy leave. Mm. Yeah, what? but like I thought that was a thing of the late Barbie, early Bruce era, where it was oh we only have eight scholarship guys. But, yeah, that's true. But I mean, we're we're sitting scholarship guys right now. Yeah, Cal usually when it seems is, like a lot of these teams are back where Auburn was a couple years ago. Cal usually plays a lot of guys until recently he doesn't. But, like, a couple of years ago, I think it wasn't the Davis year. It was, like, maybe the Carl Tate Towns year. He was straight up platooning, like, five in, five out. Yeah. Oh, wow. No. Um, but, yeah, he, he's not of the Julius Randle year, so I'm thinking of. But he's not doing that because I don't think he's got but eight guys that he trusts. Because um, they don't have anybody who shoots threes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, North Carolina is, just, is in the same boat. They got a bunch of five star dudes that all do the exact Maxie same or, thing. Or quickly, that one or the other is knocked down several. Maxi and quickly Maxie, combined Maxie, for, I think you flat out. I mean, are we moving on to the Kentucky game now? Yeah, um, sure. yeah. Well, is I guess we else talk about we found out the, um, Isaac Coro effect at Ole Miss. Like, yeah. um, Brian Tyree didn't. T- Tyree did absolutely yeah. no. fouled out. Like yeah. with ten minutes to go in the game, yeah. which was. Wow. So it's back-to-back games that Auburn fouled out the other team's best guard. Dude, and Hagen's – I don't know if this is just an effect of Kentucky just kind of getting away with stuff all the time, but his fouls were just like – you couldn't even yeah. argue with it. They were – like, yeah. it, it was just like, his dude, last, his, like, dude, what are you doing? His last foul was the foul of a person who did not know he had four fouls. Yeah. Like, he, that was one of the dumbest fouls, <laughs> like, of a fourth – for the fifth foul – if, I, yeah. if I'm Cal, I'm and Cal kind of threw him under the bus after the game. Yeah. And rightfully so. Like That's the dumbest foul I've ever seen a guy make for his fifth. Like, coming from behind somebody and trying to swipe the ball out from behind and hitting 100% arm. Yeah. His second and third even, were almost just as bad, too. Like, it, <laughs> he, I don't know how many minutes he played. It felt like it he wasn't played a lot. maybe 10 minutes. It wasn't game. a lot. I think he played 21. Which for your starting point guard, that's not good. Yeah, especially when he probably is averaging over yeah. thirty. And when yeah, when you don't really have a backup. Yeah, Maxi and quickly though, they good. They tore us up. Man, a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, they had forty five of the sixty six points or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if Richards had his normal game, they beat us by fifteen. <laughs> but but he did. They didn't. We have a couple of dudes named Austin Wiley and Anthony McLemore who just had, just he couldn't do anything except foul. All he could do was well, foul. So here's the thing. Wiley. He didn't have a single foul in the first half. Right. Yeah. Called. Right. Uh, but then he got 
to three pretty quick in the in the second half. And well, the thing about Kentucky that I saw on Twitter, a couple, I think it was Tailgater actually pointed it out. They're getting nothing from the four. Yeah. Like from their, their power forward is doing Dude, nothing. Montgomery yeah. is not good. Montgomery. He's not. Or, he, uh, they got commit. no points from him. I feel he, like he, this game. he hit what he thought was a three, and his foot was on the line. Yeah. And that was pretty much all he yeah. did. I mean, they, that, they got nothing. And he, and he clearly you, is their fifth guy. That's the yeah, thing. but but he's a zero. Like he's he is a yeah. liability on offense, or at least just he's just like a non-factor. Yeah. And then on defense, he just fouls. Yeah. He's just been he just fouled. What I assume was his guy, Dangel, scored 11 points or whatever, right? Yeah, Dangel had a lot of open looks. In this Dangel, Dangel played pretty good against Kentucky. He did. What was that you were going to tell us about number three? Oh, yeah. So, he hits a, a – Dangel hits a, a three right before halftime. Yeah. But if you watch – go back and watch the game. We're coming up the floor. Dangel's on uh, the opposite side of where he eventually shoots from. He stops – like the ball's across half court, stops and turns around and gives these two like very young little girls that are sitting courtside high fives and just made their day. You could see how happy they were afterward, and then just runs around. Next time he touches the ball, he shoots it and nails the three that could have given us the lead going into halftime if not for. It was, it was hilarious. Thanks. Why it was great. He did to something see. similar in the second half too, where he yeah. shot a three and fell into the, the courtside mm. seats. Yeah. And yeah. was kind of got up and gave everybody high fives yeah. and joking with them. Danger likes to have fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's an interesting guy. Danger loves kids. Danger loves the kids. He's not. <laughs> you kind of want. You kind of want a little more luck against. <laughs> against I, was, I was thinking that. <laughs> hey, he's playing loose though. Yeah, maybe that's how you need Danger to play. You loose. can't have everybody as, as locked in as Okoro every game. I, mean, I don't feel like Okoro knows who's who we're playing against. He doesn't care. I think he's just like, all right, what numbers? Okay, I got him. Great. He reminds <laughs> me a little of uh, of Nick Marshall in that, like, he 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 shows a little he shows a little more emotion at times. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> but unless he's made a big dunk or a, a big block or something, he just it's just a guy that's just focused. Yeah. Like, uh, what Van always says, he's got the shark eyes. Yeah. Shark eyes. Yes. Yeah. Nick Marshall did have shark eyes. <laughs> But he does like remind eyes, me of like he, a doll's eye. The the kid has, I don't maybe the highest basketball IQ I've ever seen on anybody. And like, it's funny because like, he's he is he's the best Auburn basketball player <laughs> since 1989. Yeah, fact. I mean, I wasn't alive to see any of those guys. Really, there's not so. a play. I'm there's not a player who did not play for Tony Smith that to me has a case. Yeah, Isaac Coro is a lottery pick. Yeah, who well, else was a lottery pick? Well, I mean. Almost Chuma. I mean, legitimately, you got, and I think Okoro is a better player right now than Chuma was. And that's the thing is, he's doing this as a freshman. As a freshman, yes. So look at Chuma's freshman year. He wasn't doing this. Dude, how how cold was that step back three where he was like, I'm going to drop. No, I'm just going to step back. There were a couple plays in the second half of this game (laughs) where Isaac Okoro was like, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get a little bit of money today. This is going to be my highlight when they show, when they announce my name and Adam Silver has a hat for me. They're going to be showing this play. <laughs> so, so you know how <laughs> this is like a rich man, poor man thing? Yeah. Uh, if you have a freshman that you're like, you want the ball in his hands in, in the game-winning situation. Like you did against Ole Miss? You're either really bad and the freshman's all you got, or you're <laughs> so good that you get yeah. a good freshman like Isaac Okoro. Right. And... 
Yeah. I mean, he, he iced the game against yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, he did. That's not his first time doing no. that this year. This is Alabama, this too. There's got to be three or four times now, if you count Kentucky and Ole Miss, mm-hmm. where in the last minute of he put the game, game as Magic Johnson used to call it, winning time. <laughs> Ryan, for a brief period in the 90s, they decided it would be a good idea to let Magic Johnson be the color announcer for basketball games. <laughs> and it was not a good idea. He had us on talk show at one point, too. Man, that was just sad. <laughs> He's actually way better on TV than he used to be. Yeah. But back then, he would, uh, at the end of every game, teams now. at the end of every game, he would go, it's winning time. <laughs> All right, who's going to step up? It's winning time. It's bow time. And uh, winning time, Okoro steps up. Yeah. He, I just, every time I see him, I was watching it. My wife probably thinks I'm a super weirdo because I was re-watching the game yesterday. And I was just, I already kept, kept muttering under my breath about weird. how much I love this kid. It was seriously like that. <laughs> So how many steals did Kentucky have in this game? None. Zero. Mm, that's really weird. They don't try to steal the ball, but it still, was, they got two pro I think guards. it showed how not to play the Auburn offense. Right. Because our guards are turnover prone. Like, Ole Miss showed that earlier the last week. Yeah. So it almost seems like the scouting report for the, off, for the Auburn offense now is you've got to pressure the guards yeah. Yeah. in transition in the midcourt. Especially and, Javon, who is yeah. struggled. No, because you, cause Samir and Javon, like, they're not going to try and pull up a three when right. it's not there. So if, if you're just trying to guard them to prevent that shot, they, they're not going to take it. It's fine. Right. Um, if you try and force them to make a bad pass or go for the ball, they're, they're pretty likely to give it up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Now you have here listed that Auburn out-rebounded them on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. 16 to 6. Now, is that six? 16 offensive rebounds for Auburn, 6 offensive rebounds for Kentucky? How many yeah. defensive rebounds for Kentucky? That's um, the real question. It was less than our offensive rebounds. That's yeah, I think it was, I think on the Auburn offensive end, it was like 22 to 16. Something like that. Which, right. any, anything remotely close to 50 50 is not good if you're the defense. Right. Let me look at this Kentucky game. Opponent. We didn't even talk about how the, the opponent they had. Here we are. Did Wiley end up with 12? Good. I thought he only had 10. Wiley ended up with 12 and 10, 10 rebounds. I knew he had the double-double. Uh, but yeah, so he was great in this game, too. And he was the guy that he didn't have to take a ton of shots. So here's what's funny. He got the line. <laughs> he was just clearing away for Samir, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sportsreference.com has Kentucky with five offensive rebounds. Well, there you go. But they had 20 defensive rebounds. To 16. We had 16 offensive rebounds. Yeah. So when Auburn missed a shot, we got 16 of our own rebounds. They got 20 of our rebounds. Right. So, but, so if you consider that a new possession, if you get your own offensive rebound. Correct. Auburn had an extra 11 possessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Auburn, to, Auburn defensively had 24 defensive rebounds. To five. To five. So, Kentucky. Yeah. We missed, we missed a lot more shots than them, but we created so many extra possessions. A lot more possessions. Right. Plus we were plus six on steals. Auburn had 40 total rebounds to their 25 total rebounds. Right. I had a lot of bonehead. The, the crowd definitely played a part in this because that, yeah, that, I mean, that had to be part of those boneheaded fouls. A lot of boneheaded turnovers. Yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't see this. I don't know if you guys did. We didn't even talk about Samir. All right, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. This, we're going to talk a lot for this game. Okay. Um, but about pregame with Ashton Hagens, yeah. did, 
Did somebody get involved with them? Did, did, uh, you, did you hear about this, mm, Drew? No. From my understanding is that one of the students got a little too clo- up close and personal with them, oh. and that got a hand on them, was no properly way. ejected. But the, the Hagens heck? did not take kindly to that, as you expect. What in the world? So I'm wondering if is that person kicked out of the? Yes, they were. Forever? They were. Well, I don't know. I'm assuming so. Jeez, um, that's um, that's too far, man. Yeah. It's one thing to do that to Kentucky fans who show up in the student section. Sure, we, toss them out. Yeah, or to Tony Barbie. <laughs> but don't touch a player on another team. That's so stupid. That's, that's really upsetting. This is the problem. This is the first I'm hearing of this. I have I'm a huge issue with fan interaction with basketball players, especially because it's the only sport where fans are. They're right there. That close. Not even soccer are fans as yeah. close. Um. Which, for some reason, fans think means they, they deserve to be a participant in the game mm-hmm. in some ways, which is completely untrue and unfounded. So you'll see this every year with a fan and a player interacting. Yeah. And, like, remember, like, last year, Russell Westbrook turned around and, like, almost punched, like, a child because he didn't know who it was that touched him in the back. <laughs> but not. it was a fan. It, yeah. Fan hit him in the back, and it was like a ten year old. And mm. Russ turns with a clenched fist, ready to go, thinking, mm. "Yeah." And then that could have been a disaster. Yeah. Um, don't touch people. Yeah. yeah. Especially people who are on a basketball court without their consent. Yeah, yeah. If they this hold their is, hand out to you to give you a five, like uh, like our guy Danielle. Yeah, this is good. just being a person in yeah. the world. Yeah. Yell at them all you want. Yeah, even that, like. If you wouldn't do it when you were playing with them one on one, then you shouldn't do it from the crowd. Because there's not if you if you trash talk with them if you were playing the game, then sure. There's not an invisible barrier. Right. Like you're not entitled to be able to say things. One of the only good things about the mouse at the palace was to me it showed like there were a lot of dudes that finally got to get a little bit of frustration (laughs) with some fans that they had never been able to do that because the fan can say whatever he wants to the player. Sure. The player can't turn around and yell. Because the second, if Hagen's during a game, would turn around and start calling Auburn fans the same names they were calling him, uh, sure. it'd be on SportsCenter. My whole thing is, I just call them by their names. Yeah, first name. First names. You don't, I don't, you don't say anything bad to them. You just, you just say their names yeah. just to kind of throw them off their game out there a little bit. Do that with referees, too. Get the yeah. referees' first yeah, names. Yeah. Call them by the wrong one. Call them by the other guys' first <laughs> yeah. names. Really mess them up. All right. Uh, yeah, Samir Dowdy. Let's talk about Samir. Samir had a points. 30 usage percentage in this game. Yeah. He hit the ball a lot. Samir was balling. Well, it game. got to the point where he was confident going to the rim, and they were in foul trouble. So it was, well, let's just keep doing it and keep making them foul out. Actually, or if, pretty, they, if they don't contest it, he's going to make the bucket. He had so. a pretty quiet uh, scoring Second half because right. he had 16 in the first half, but uh, only scored 23. Right. But those were like all of those may have been on free throws in the second <laughs> half. He was maybe four, all but two. 14 of 15 from the strike yeah, in the game. Wild. So Samir Dowdy had a 23 uh, defensive rebounding percentage in this game, hmm. which ties him for the team lead with Austin Wiley um, among starters. Him That's and great. Austin were rebounding at the same yeah. level on defensive rebounds. Austin's offensive rebounding percentage was 43. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He got 43% of every available offensive rebound on his it, floor. I was talking to uh, Dr. McLaughlin about this postgame. This was the toughest I've seen Wiley play in the paint, and it was against 
possibly the best big that he's played all season. Um, probably the best big he's played all season. The best Richards isn't ready for that smoke though. But you Richards is going to be. He well, might yeah. be SEC Player of the Year. He's not ready to bang with Austin. Yeah. Though, I don't think. I think that's the, but the issue there. It, it yeah. was. It was just interesting to see. Like, okay, one of the biggest teams, sure. one of the best defenses he's played all year, and I, I can't think of a single. Touch or shot or well, anything. We're like, oh man, come on! You gotta have yeah. better hands. You gotta be stronger than that. We didn't. Finish. We didn't try to force it into him in the post right. slot this game. Which Austin doesn't do well against and, and smaller bigs that are able to. They're quicker. They're quick and stopping bottom hands. Like against guys that are his size, he like, dominates. Like Amphrey might be able to defend Austin. Maybe because he's quicker. Yeah. Maybe can still jump with him. I bet that's a pretty decent little matchup in yeah. practice. Well. Anthony could just go shoot threes in Austin. Austin's credit is making Anthony better. That's why right. he was our maybe our best player uh, two years ago. Or yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah he was definitely the best player two years ago. Players, yeah. The lost season, as I call it. So, some people a, get upset that I would say that and not Jared was our best player two years ago. Two years ago? Uh, yeah, no, that was definitely Anthony. Yeah, thank <laughs> like, you. Anthony could have been SEC Player of the Year. Dude, I, think, I think he would have been. We yeah. go pretty deep in the tournament two years ago if Anthony doesn't get hurt. So We don't lose to Alabama in the SEC tournament. <laughs> God, no. Yep. Anything yeah. else about this game that uh, stood out? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if it indicates much of what's going to happen in Lexington. I mean, it's a place we haven't won. In That's like playing in Baton Rouge. gazillion years. Uh, and also... They're going to be the ones shooting uh, forty free throws, and and yeah. Pearl tightened up his uh, rotation quite a bit. Yeah. Well, how many points did the bench score in this game? Not a lot. If you don't count Anthony, uh, eleven. They counted eleven points. If you count Anthony, if you don't, and he count scored him, eleven. Four. <laughs> okay. four. Okay. Jamal, yeah, Jamal, had Jamal had four free throws. That's right. See, so in the last he, two he games, had, he shot five. Right. He missed in them. the last two games, the, the three bench guys, I Johnson, watching. Cambridge, and uh, Flanagan. Have made zero free or zero field goals in four free throws. Now Cambridge did That's, get five rebounds in this game. Yeah, and, then, and that was great. Which is know, the same as Mac. Cambridge had a few heads up plays too, where he yeah. uh, uh, just instinctively just threw it in he, two twice. He threw it off of a Kentucky player and, and he the ball back. Also missed a wide open layup. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> well, he did. that was only like he again. Think about Devin in this game at least. He wasn't jacking up shots and missing. Yeah, and they, took three they, shots. they understand that they don't. They're, they're not the primary shooters yeah. when they're in court. Yeah. So I think Flan took one that almost everybody in the place was like, "Oh man, yeah." Because we we were hot. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of jacked up a three. Jacked that three. That <laughs> he was open, but yeah. he just shouldn't I, have been. I, I think it's he's the last guy that should have been shooting. I think it's I think Bruce has got a seven person rotation, but I think that that seventh spot is three up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. So in this game, it was Jamal because Jamal was giving him something. Yeah, but against well, uh, against they, Ole Miss, it might be it might have been somebody else, and against uh, South Carolina, it was. Yeah. Well, right now they're they're all playing about ten minutes a game. Yeah, give or take a few, depending on the night. Jamal played seventeen last night or against Kentucky. I, I think it helps that Jamal played almost as many minutes as Austin did. I think it helps that we have both Austin and Anthony though. Um, yeah. Because that you just split your big load right down the middle there, and then everybody else, especially Samir and, and Javon, if he can stay out of foul trouble, can go the whole game. To put it in football perspective, for the football only Barners who might be listening to this, this is like if we had gotten a healthy carry on and a healthy 
Oh. Uh, Petway. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Well, only one to be the ball. Yeah. But it's really nice to have. How many ball. minutes did. Because uh, Austin got him fouled. 18. He played so literally. I, I 18 thought he minutes. probably played one a little That's why his per 40 numbers are ridiculous. They're nuts, man. Because he had 12 and 10 in 18 minutes. Well, we. And, and Billis pointed this out on the, on the broadcast. We were playing better with Anthony in uh, for, for those long stretches. Um, for some reason, it was giving giving Kentucky fits. Like I don't, I don't know why, um, but I came away thinking that was Austin's maybe his most dominant performance because because sure. Richards couldn't do anything uh, against right. him and, or Anthony, but especially against him, he wasn't going to score because um, he ended up with what like eight eight points seven I think she was seven and seven. Dude, Hagen's had more turnovers than rebounds. Mm-hmm. Or turnovers than uh, points, points, <laughs> or assists. He had Hagen's had a fifty-four point five percent turnover, which means he turned the ball over fifty-four percent of a hundred plays. Man, alive! If he had hundred plays, which he didn't, he only that's had the one guy I was like super coming out of this game too. So we well, we can't we can't rely on him fouling out in the next in in Lexington. We're gonna have your to best some player is a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn usually is okay against you. Yeah, it's it's come to the we've come to that conclusion. Unless sure. you're Alabama, yeah. In which case, if your best player is Let's, the guy straight that's here, guard, if you, you play in Auburn Arena, no. Auburn is fine against yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's what I said last week on the pod previewing this is we were going to win because we're playing at home. Yeah. Take a commercial break. Sure, let's take a break. We're back. 48 minutes and 30 seconds into this podcast. Arkansas tonight, as you listen to this, right? Is there that you go. I didn't know it was a Tuesday night until right before I now, came Arkansas out. is a better team, according to Ken Palm. 34th. Just so slightly. Better than Kentucky. So Arkansas will now be the best team we play right so is, far this season. Does this team just nail a lot of threes? Not at all, actually. Then how are they winning games when their tallest player is 6-7? I, I, it's hard to tell you, honestly. Like, so I, I was looking at the scouting report. I mean, they, they're short. They don't shoot threes. And they do, they not, do not rebound at all. And they get a ton of steals, yeah. and they do not let They They, they play at your knees, pretty much. Why does, why does Ken Palm love this team? Because they, they are the best in America at defending the three-pointer. Oh, yeah. well. And they're 20th. Opponents are tw- shoot 24% against them. <laughs> well, who cares? And they're 20th <laughs> in America. They're 20th in America at getting steals. No. Okay, that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't a, give up steals either, so they get a lot away of from home. possessions. Oh, with, uh, so away from home with a team mm-hmm. that's, that's going to score. They score the points in transition. You get a bunch yeah. of steals, you're scoring layups. Yeah. And that's, that's, why they're, that's why they're good at scoring at the basket, is because it's all transition just about. Uh, Who's their coach now? Uh, Musselman. I forget where he came from. The applesauce people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, applesauce Musselman. No, this guy is uh, is known for putting on full jerseys on recruiting visits. Like oh. kids will come in for their official visit, take their like their picture, their portrait, whatever, in the hype room, in the jersey. And the coach will put on a jersey as that well. That feels like a Bruce move, I'm going to be honest. There's a, there's a word for that in soccer. Full kit yeah, wanker. Exactly. You don't want to do that, Ryan. <laughs> you don't ever, ever wear the full kit. Unless there, you're playing There was the somebody in Auburn Arena on Saturday. Full kit? Full kit. Oh, man, get that guy out of here. With the checkerboard shorts. 
Oh, oh a Kentucky kit? Yes. Oh, of course. Boy. Of course. Good. <laughs> there were, I will say this, not to go back, there were less Kentucky people in Auburn Arena than I've ever seen. It's a good sign. Yeah. Ryan, when I was here, I went to an <laughs> Auburn versus Tennessee women's basketball game at Auburn Arena, but it was at Beardy. It's Memorial Coliseum. It was sold out. It was 80 to 90% Tennessee Vols well, fans. Just everybody wearing orange. You couldn't tell. It was all <laughs> Lady Vols fans. And they were out coming out of the woodwork. And they were not from Tennessee. That's how big of a deal Pat Summit was. Yeah. She was a big deal. Yeah. She was a good coach, too. She may be the best basketball coach who's ever lived. Yeah. Not named Harry Popovich. Or Bruce Pearl. <laughs> Bruce Pearl. Uh, Bruce would yeah. be really upset if I. No. Said that he was better than Pat Summit. Yeah. Or Greg Popovich. I don't know. Pat Summit never drug open out of the basement. That's right. That's right. No one so, has done that. It is, it is, except for Bruce. It yeah. is otherworldly. It is. It is otherworldly what Auburn basketball is. Within three years from now, there are going to be a, the majority of the students that have no idea that no. What, it, what it was like what it means. Maybe they're there now. The people there now probably don't have the, any clue. The fourth year seniors now would know. Would have been would have had a five hundred freshman year. That's the that's the bad. I would have killed for oh, a yeah, I would have been your seventeen seven hundred freshman <laughs> year. And that's the team that I think went to the SEC semifinals. Yeah. And then right? knocked off LSU. Right. Ben Simmons LSU. He took, that was the year he took uh, Tony Barbie's kids to the semifinals of yep. the SEC tournament. It's yep. incredible. With uh, Jordan Granger getting in a fight with LSU. Oh, he, right. Did he pick up a bunch of transfers that year? He had uh, Sim, Sim was on the team. Tyler Harris was yep. Canty on that team yet, or was I no think, Can, Canty was uh, sitting out because he had transferred in, I think, on that team. I no, because he didn't play the year after that. Canty was not on this. Okay, okay. He wasn't on that team. I think he had already gotten kicked off the team. Yeah. yeah, he was on that team, or he was kicked off that team. Okay. Um, but getting back to where we are now. Yeah. Sorry. Arkansas. Crow, how are you defending Arkansas? So you, you know this team's going to be fast. They're going to go for the ball. Auburn guards are turnover prone that we talked about. They're, they're going to do what Kentucky didn't. They're not so, going to start um, Anthony. Well, I, Bruce hasn't changed the lineup. Right. I fully expect this team to just knock down at least 12 threes in this game because that <laughs> seems to just happen. I think Auburn matches up really well with this team. Um, it's going to be super tough. For Austin, because they're going to do the same thing everybody else does and try to get him and pick it. How loud does Bruce have to yell to Austin to not put the ball on the ground in this game? Well, because if he just yeah. does this, no one can get to the ball. Ryan's holding his hand. I up. am holding my hands up. Uh, Great radio. Yes, uh, I would say I'm more worried about Austin on defense than I am on yeah. offense. Just he, because it's it's well, on offense, we'll just try to get it into the, him. the way the way teams are getting him. Is, well, the only way to stop him is to pull him out of the lane. And get him to try to hedge on the screen. But if this team does not shoot threes, there's no reason for him to switch. There's no reason to switch. And I don't know why Bruce is is switching. I really don't. I would love to have to hear Bruce explain why do we switch on screen. So is this a team you would play zone against? That that team doesn't exist, Ryan. Hey, (laughs) we we played a little zone at the uh, end of the game, a little two three. (laughs) Oh well we went into it. Well Bruce Bruce's press is a zone. Yeah. But he switches to man after they cross the right. court. But uh, a press zone is the best zone. Nobody runs press man. That's insane. <laughs> you would have to be. You'd have to have some horses. Absolutely insane. You'd have to have some dudes with some. You gotta lungs. be. You gotta be ten deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
I think would it be a team with only guys that are six six? Yeah, if you had this team, <laughs> and um, maybe that's where they're getting those. But like they've got to have a their 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 six six guy who plays post could also be if he's six six two seventy five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like play a, like a lot bigger a, than he. Glenn is. Davis was like six six. Yeah, he Charles was, Barkley, big right. baby. I mean, Glenn Davis was a dominant low yeah. post player at six seven or whatever he was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if I'm if I'm Auburn, I am hoping to try to figure out ways to to not get Austin in a pick and roll situation. Yeah. With a smaller player. Um. If could, I'm Auburn, could see a lot I'm, of Amphrey in this game. I mean, which is fine. Yeah. But even Amphrey is not great at defending that pick, that high sure. pick and roll. Not yeah, not as good as he should be. And and what is interesting is while they're a short team, they don't have any short guys. Right. Yeah, no, like they're six their, their guards are still six four, six five. They got so a six they, two player, I see. Right. Is that their point guard? Uh it might be their shooting guard, because I want to say they're Nate Mason Jones is their he's their guy. Yeah. And he's okay. he's scoring twenty a game. He's he's leading the team in assists and rebounds, maybe. Um, he's he does everything for them, but he's turnover prone. You have yeah. here, which is which is okay. I think, but when you when you have the ball that much, you're gonna turn the ball over right. If you've got a thirty percent usage rate for the season, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's nuts. If your if your usage rate's creeping up there for the season, that's you're creeping into one man team territory. Um, I think if that's the case, Auburn defends this team by putting Isaac Okoro. On Mason Jones and having him follow him into the locker room, like you say, look, Isaac, you go wherever he is, and that's it. It's either him or Samir. You know, we've been putting yeah. Samir. I think it's I think it's him and Samir. Yeah, yeah. When you're I, getting the bench guys on the court, you I'm, can kind of alternate. I'm looking at the notes here, going. and I see a guy named Jimmy Witt who sounds more like a um, football offensive lineman. He sounds like he played football or, for Illinois in the 1930s. Or he's one of Joe Witt Jr.'s kids. Come on down, <laughs> Jimmy Witt Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got a guy, Jimmy Witt. He's their second scorer. He's putting up 16 a game, has attempted one three on the year, and he's 6'3". Whoa. So, how? Is he just Jared Harper? He's, he's really good the at the basket. He's, he's, <laughs> he's shooting over 50% of the basket. Jeez Louise. Uh, Did he come from a time machine? <laughs> I mean, this is like DeMar DeRozan. Or, uh, the state of Arkansas kind of is America's time capsule. It's true. So. Amer- America's Australia. It's like a, it, he, he literally is like he came from a different planet. He takes 12 two-point shots of threes as Austin Wiley this year. Weird numbers. 12 two-point attempts a game is a lot. Yeah. But he's only attempted one three on the year. It's the same insane. number as Austin Wiley. Was he Ben Simmons? But no, because he's not tall like Ben Simmons. <laughs> Six three. He's my height. This is like me playing for the Hawks and being the second leading scorer. So, <laughs> they're really good though, man. Like they're like this Arkansas team is a good, yeah, a good basketball. Team. I, I assume really they did really push the pace. Like, no, I, I think it was. I mean, it was it was above average. But I think it was like do? I think it was like fifty. I think pace. Let me, let me check the camera. They turn range. you over, man. They turn oh, you over, man. and they don't let you shoot threes. They play good. Uh, Only one of those they is really friends for us. Hmm. Well, we ready to move on to LSU? LSU currently number one. The SEC, the defending SEC regular season champs, are they're eight and zero in the SEC. They're a really, dude. They're a really good team too. Like this is well, that's what happens when you decide to. <laughs> they're a really good team. They don't make shoot, them an offer. They don't shoot threes. 
Um, they're a they're a better third team in a row. Yeah, they're, what's happening when these teams don't increase? They're offensively a better version of whatever Auburn does. Mm. It looks like that's scary. They're balanced. They rebound well, and they make a lot of twos. It's a big game. So, this is a bigger game than Kentucky game. Oh, for sure. It's not bigger in terms of like right. About program, what it means for the program, but, but it's bigger in terms of like what it means for the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't win this game, you're pretty much got nail in the coffin in the SEC regular season. You got to go yeah. two and zero to win the rest of the regular season. You got to go two and zero in these games. Yeah, yeah. We can't lose. We cannot lose to Arkansas and win the SEC regular season. We you, can't lose to LSU. You can if I mean if you're going to lose to anybody, Arkansas mathematically you can, can, but you can I just don't too. think I don't I don't think you can allow LSU to because LSU's not losing three times. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're going fifteen three. And then uh, they, they went eight no. <laughs> they haven't played all. Haven't played Auburn yet. They haven't played Kentucky yet. Uh, let's see. They've still got a game at Alabama. They've still got to go to the hangar. They've got Kentucky at home. They've got a South Carolina team that has been beating a lot of other teams in the conference. Yeah. Not Auburn. No. Uh, LSU still got to go to Arkansas. I mean, they, they've got a lot of games they can lose at the end of this. Is game. Auburn playing? Is Arkansas playing this game in Fayetteville, or are they playing at Little Rock? <laughs> playing in Jerry World. <laughs> Jerry World, that's right. Big game. I think they, I think it's cool that they have two stadiums. Well, sort of. <laughs> I, I I do. I'm, I'm one of the weirdos who thinks it's cool that Arkansas plays one game a year at well, a decrepit, uh, rundown stadium. In Auburn Rock. used to, Auburn used used to have a second there. stadium in Birmingham. I know, man. No, Alabama had a second <laughs> yeah. stadium. Auburn should play one game. That's a year. not how they sell it though, right? Auburn yep. should have should make the city of Mobile build a football well, you stadium know, for Auburn. To you play know, play the Crater Bowl every year. We did used to we play in Montgomery and Columbus. We used to play games in both. The first games in Columbus. Yeah. If we're going back that far. I mean, we should play a game at Mobile every single year and give free tickets to every at Mobile high school. Yeah. Just as a recruiting trip. Play against like South Alabama every year. Texas used to do that in uh, every year. Every couple of years they play ET uh, UTEP. They go play out at El Paso, and well, Mac, would, like, Mac would invite all of these five stars, and they'd all take visits to UTEP as if they were on a visit. Because they were like, <laughs> he's like, look, if you live in New Mexico or, or West Texas, Texas, you're not driving to Austin. Yeah. Come let's see us play at UTEP. So they literally have all these recruits. So they'd make UTEP pay for his recruits. They'd build a wall and make UTEP pay for it. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, this is essentially the same premise as the Mike's Live Invitation playing in Birmingham yeah. every year. Or just playing UAB. So I really think that you got you got to win this LSU. Game. I think you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to beat LSU. You can't give them another game. Yeah, you can't allow them to go uh, in this week ten and nine. I don't know if we have. I like this Auburn team a lot. I am not as high on them as I think I should be. Well, it's at home. I don't really see us beating this LSU team. It's at home. That's that's the only thing. Yeah. So this LSU offense because is... Because Tristan Watford is Do we have so to go to Baton Rouge? Good. No, this is the only game against LSU this year. Okay. Tristan Watford is so good. And this offense as a whole is one of the best in the country. I mean, they're yeah. so on Ken Palm, they're sixth on offensive efficiency. Does he play Zed cars when he comes out on the court? That's, the thing. That's what Watford plays. Oh. Everton also gotcha. plays it. But... Yeah. I was like... I'm thinking Trendon? I don't know. I like Trendon. <laughs> he's a big Elton John fan. He's a huge Elton John fan. <laughs> Elton Sorry, John's Sorry a huge Ryan. Watford Wanderers <laughs> fan. Uh, no, so LSU's sixth in two point percentage. They're seventh in offensive rebounding. Mm. 
And they're not a huge team, but again, they're all fairly big. Um, a six-nine center. Yeah, I mean it's not that big. Yeah. So, so but I'm mean, so their their starters are six four six like four Spencer size six four six four six nine six six and six six so they're they're all big hmm. and that's another one of those games where whoever Javon's Garden is going to have a yeah, size sound, advantage. They sound a lot like Auburn. I'm telling you, they're really just a better, <laughs> they're a more polished version of what Auburn is trying. Except to for they don't get to the line. That's the difference. Yeah, and they shoot probably. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it being at home. I mean, I think we can pull this off at yeah. home. It is a morning game. That's right. But people were ready for a game day last week. So Yeah. Spring that same yeah, energy. Hopefully people will be excited about this game too, as, as excited, um, because it is more important to our season, as we discussed. Um, well, we already said, or at least I already said, the Kentucky win was our second best win of the year. Sure, yeah. It's, Mississippi State win is technically better than the Kentucky it's win. It's only our second Q1 win. We're 2-2 two and two in Q1 yeah. wins. So if we not – we could get we could end up with four at the end of this week if we can win these games. Right. Um, yeah, LSU. Um, I, how are they? I mean, again, how are they so good though this year? Like they weren't. There's nothing special about them last year. That's the thing that that's why that he. They're not recruiting a bunch of dudes who are like Kentucky guys. Yeah, they're recruiting the right guys. So the system. So they're doing like we are. Yeah. He's signing the right guys. He's at Rule Eight. He's doing a really good job. <laughs> like I know everybody like doesn't like him and wants to say, "Oh, we well, got caught on tape." Got caught on tape offering somebody money and didn't pay any. There were no consequences. Right? None. I mean, they got not the, having their best player sit out, sit out a year. The one, the, the, one the Nike executive testified yeah. today. <laughs> there was Nike executive testified today or yesterday that uh, yeah, yeah, I made really, really payments to everybody. So basically, yeah, everybody knows now. <laughs> they literally said, "Yeah, we gave DeAndre Ayton's mom money." <laughs> Look, everybody knows this is happening, so I don't have a problem with it because it's, 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 it's happening. It's not a crime. I don't right? have a problem so with it except for does something about we it. paid a price for not even being involved in this. I know. <laughs> I know. It's the dumbest thing that's ever ever happened. Yeah, Auburn got caught too early. Is the issue? Although the best part is, had Auburn gotten caught six months into that investigation. Auburn would have been like Arizona is. But because Auburn was one of the first teams. Well, they all got caught on the same day, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but Auburn was like. Somebody got arrested. There was, yeah, there was Straight. more evidence for Auburn early. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we got to do something before we find out what else. And then now that all these shoes have dropped, it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't punish everybody. So. I forgot Trenton Watford was from Mountain Brook. Is he? Yeah, I think Auburn was, was in on him until late. Jared Harper's first field goal in the NBA was a he crossed a player over at the free throw line extended goes in righty layup over a larger player classic classic <laughs> oh man against the Brooklyn Nets on their incredible gray court did they win we talked about no this. the Nets smoked them but oh. I I've tweeted the court out a couple times it is one of the wildest things in the NBA this year. Because the court is gray and their uniforms are gray, and so it literally makes it look like the game's in black and white. You're going for the uh, the Boise camouflage. So, oh, for some reason, Tommy basketball. The um, the Suns were white because when the other teams wear white. colors, yeah, it's wild looking because it's like their other teams' colors just pop like crazy. It's like uh, what's that movie with uh, Tobey Maguire? Spider Man. Spider Man. 
No. Spider-Man 2? No, the one, it's him Spider-Man and Reese Witherspoon, and they're like, Pleasantville? Sweet Home Alabama. Pleasantville, maybe? I don't know. Where they like, go to this black and white Legally. town, and slowly everything starts turning to color. The Giver. I, they didn't know they made that into a movie. I read that book. I'm not talking about The Giver. Oh. Brian, did you read that book? No. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, and you have not read the book, The Giver... You should do that, and also this you should tell your like high school you want your money back. Puzzle was say, was this like a seventh grade summer reading book? Yeah, so it's a book about a man who lived, a kid who lives in a city where no one can see color except for one guy, the giver, and he teaches this kid about. When you say see how, color, is this like racial undertones? No, or like legitimate color. <laughs> <and black and black. laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Giver is a. Uh, it sounded like you were just saying this kid's super racist and nobody else is. <laughs> no, yeah, this one guy's. Oh, they're making they the made Giver a Giver is... movie in 2014 with Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. I had no. Did she that. see color? I don't know. The book is terrific. Lord, it's a Newbery Medal winner. It is a Newbery Medal Jonas, a 12 year old boy, lives in the community isolated from all except for. A few they only towns. they only read Harry Potter now. Yeah, cool. man. That's why I didn't read Harry Potter. I was too good reading. I was too busy reading Newberry award-winning books like <laughs> The Giver. Do they even give those out anymore? I don't know. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Newberry Wikipedia page for Newberry recipients. Uh, let's see who won the last one. Ryan, have you ever heard of The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander? Kwame Alexander, I played in the NFL, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You ever heard of The Book of Boy by Catherine Gilbert Murdoch? NBA bust Kwame Brown. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Mar- Mercy Suarez Changes Gears by Meg Medina? I haven't had to do AR reading in about a decade, so about, no. They sound awful. The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. <laughs> again. I think I met her at a wedding one time. I, again, these sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> Last Stop on Market Street by Matt DePena. Kwame Alexander. Right. Have you ever heard of The Polar Express? <laughs> Yeah, it was a great movie. That was a Newberry Award winner as well. Going back it's a great movie. When was the last one? With Tom Hanks as everyone. Jesus. No, I love the Polar Express. Okay. Big train guy when I was a kid. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. I had almost every time. Is that, is that why you became an engineer? Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was train an engineer. engineer. I had a lot of Brio. Maybe I didn't promise the train stuff. Oh. Yeah. I'm just going to stop recording. War Eagle, everyone. Bonus.